Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Good morning, Grace Capital Church. How's everybody doing? Are you glad to be here today? Hallelujah. To the King of Kings and to the Lord of Lords, to our Savior who died for our sins so we could be free. Let's give the Lord a clap of praise this morning. Welcome, welcome. I've been praying for you guys since I found that I'm going to preach this morning. If you see my hand shaking, that's just a little uh, nervousness because this is not my primary role, but I'm trying to shake it off in Jesus' name. And I know you guys are praying for me and you're cheering me on. Thank you so much. If you are, uh, if you're looking for Pastor Mark and he's not here today, I gave him a day off because he's been working so hard. Is that okay? I'm kidding. But he is working very hard. He's actually in California right now. He's been invited. um, He's one of the two pastors uh, nationwide that's been invited to help restructuring the uh, Foursquare Foundation. So uh, he is part of that board meeting. So aren't you thankful for our pastor, Pastor Mark? (laughs) Hallelujah. I know some of you uh, probably have spent time with him, and I, I want to I encourage you to keep praying for Pastor Mark. And if you are in a place where I really don't know our lead pastor, you know, I, I, I don't know him. I just see him on Sunday. I want to encourage you to reach out to him and say, Pastor Mark, I, I, I want to know you. I want to hear your heart, and I want to have a, a relationship with you. Would you buy me a coffee? <laughs> and he'll say yes. He'll say yes. I guarantee you that. Hallelujah. How awesome was our time of worship. Can we give it up for our worship team? Hallelujah. This is the shameless plug. July 28th, I know that's like three months away, is our next night of worship. Okay? Can I just see by a show of hands who were at the night of worship the last couple of... Okay. And, and where were the rest of you guys? What's going on? Okay. Okay. Um, during the night of worship, I, I shared that when we worship the Lord, it is a special moment where God has a dialogue with us, okay? Worship is always a dialogue, just like today, like this morning. When we are in the presence of God, it's the time where God speaks to us, not just a moment where we speak to God and declare who He is. It's a time where He says, I am your healer. I am your provider. I haven't forgotten about my promise to you, and I'm going to do it. Amen? It's, it's a time where he assure, reassures us. It's a time where he reminds us of who we are and who he is. And the other important part, it's a time where he empowers us for our purpose and our mission. Say purpose and mission. Each of us here today, you know, has a purpose and a mission And my prayer that today, in a time of worship, in a time of gathering, that God would speak to us. Amen? Are you with me? Can we give the Lord another clap of praise? So let me pray. And then we're going to dive into 1 Peter 1. Father in heaven, we come before you in Jesus' name and through the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for this holy moment. This divine moment, nothing is by accident. This place is a holy ground. 
because you are here and you are awesome in this place. We thank you for our time of worship that you are already preparing our hearts for the message that you're gonna speak. Lord God, let your words be my words and Holy Spirit, lead me. I pray, Lord God, that you will reveal to us your message and, and that we would leave this place changed, empowered by your Holy Spirit and by your love. Lord, to you we surrender everything. Thank you again for everyone who's here, for the people who are serving in every ministry. Pray for, for them and you bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Go ahead. You can clap your hands for the Lord. Turn your Bibles to First Peter. First Peter 1. First Peter 1, 14 to 16. I believe you have a slide there. Let's read it. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you in holy is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Can we say that last line? You shall be holy. For I am holy. Amen. Some of you know that we have two girls. Um, our oldest or eldest is 14 years old and our youngest is 10. And yesterday I told them, can, can daddy have the permission to, to mention you during the, the, the sermon? Do I have the permission to give an example? And both of them look at me, it depends. <laughs> okay. Um, the oldest said, um, just don't embarrass us, daddy. And I said, I, I promise I won't embarrass you. And the youngest said, do we get a prize? <laughs> we love them. You know, um, we take pride in, in what they achieve in school. You know, Crestlin does a great job in, in the, you know, working with them through homeworks. And when we get their grades, you know, when we, we see those high grades, you know, Crassel, you would hear Crassel and say, that's my girl. Those are my girls. Woo, I love you, girl. We're so proud of you. We're so proud of you. Actually, yesterday we went to a, a soccer game of our youngest. And uh, while watching, I, I, I made a, a bet. Well, you're not really supposed to make a bet, but this is like a holy bet, okay? <laughs> so I, I told, I told uh, my, my daughter, I said, I, I feel like Rizel is going to score. And she goes like, uh, you wish. And so we were watching this, and she scores. She scores. And I'm like poking my, my daughter. My daughter is right here. Her name is Carissa. And I'm poking her, and she's like, stop. That was all pure luck. <laughs> and I go like, no, no. Like, yeah, she did it. And then uh, I think the second half of the game, she scored again. And I'm like a proud daddy. I'm like, woo, woo. You know, we take pride of our, our kids. If you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about, right? But sometimes when they don't get along, when they're like fighting and they're just ugly with each other, I always get that specific look from Cresselin. And she tells me, those are your daughters. They're not mine. They got this from you. And I'm like, why me? You know? My question for you this morning for all of us, when the world sees us, when the world looks at us, when we're in school, we're, we're at workplace, or wherever we are, who do they see? 
We said that we belong to the Father because we've received Jesus Christ, his son. But who does the world see? Who do we represent? Again, just this weekend, we had a family meeting. And I feel like we're going to have a family meeting this morning. Is that okay? A family meeting because we are family. More than a church, but we are a family of God. Amen? So we had this family meeting, and, and Crescent was a little um, serious about this meeting. And I, I had no idea what this meeting is about. And so I was just like riding the waves, riding the waves. She's, she's leading this meeting. And all of a sudden, she says, girl, come here. So ever since you were little, we've been telling you to clean your rooms and make your bed. Clean your rooms and make your bed. Yeah, we know, we know, we know. Clean your rooms and make it every single day. Clean your rooms and make your bed. Okay? Yeah, we know. How come it's not clean? How come it's not made? You know? Every single day, since they were little. And we hear them, "Ah, can I upgrade my phone? Can we go to Disney? Can we go shopping? Can we go eat out? Can I buy this and that? Can I have a sleepover? Can I go to the dance? Did you make your bed? Did you clean your room? We know it, we know it. And sometimes you, you, you feel the tension because they know it and they're getting irritated and you're just like repeating yourself over and over and over and over again like a broken record because they know it, but they're not doing it. We know it, but we're not doing it. You shall be holy, for I am holy. We know this. Church, we know this. But I wonder, are we doing it? That's right, Uh uh-oh. You know, to be honest with you guys, I, I, I feel like one of my gifts is to encourage. And, I, and when I was praying, and I go like, I don't know if this is a, this is a, word, of a word of encouragement. This is more of like a, an uh-oh message. <laughs> but know that I want to share this with love from the Father. You can be doing all kinds of things. You you can be coming to church. You could be reading your Bible. You can be praying. You can be worshiping. Okay? But that does not going to make you holy. No. The religious people do that. Okay? Real and genuine, true holiness is only done and found in Jesus Christ. He's done it. That's the reason why he died on the cross. That's why we have communion, because we remember what he did. And when you believe in what he's done, okay, with all your heart, and you surrender your heart to the Lord, you surrender your life to the Lord, and you make him Lord and your personal Savior, whether you like it or not, whether you hear thunder and you see lightning happening, okay, the word of God says you're a new creation. And because of what Christ did, you become holy. Say, I am holy. 
Tell the person next to you, you are holy. Not because of what you're doing or what you've done, but because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord God, our Savior has done. Amen? Amen? So if you are a new creation and you've become holy, the the Bible says you ought to live your life in a new way. Okay? Not the old way, because the old is past, and behold, the new has come. But I think sometimes the enemy tricks us and tells us, no, you're slightly used, or like new, or maybe somewhat new. But the Word of God tells us we are new. We are made holy through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So God is saying, when you live your life, okay, follow Him. Not, not your former way of life. Amen? It's so easy to, to say this. Holiness is Jesus living in me. And a lot of us, we say that. Because we believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. That's why I come to church. That's, that's, that's why I'm here. That's why I love to worship. Because I believe in Jesus. He's, he's living in me. Okay? If He's living in you, He's changing you, whether you like it or not. Amen. Something's happening there, whether you like it or not. You, will you resist it? Sure. Sure. Do you like it? Probably not. For some of you, it will be difficult to say yes and amen. You're going to say no. No way. I love my old life. I'm comfortable with that. But wait a minute. Because Christ is in you, you're a new creation. You've been made holy. And God is saying, you need to live your life this way. And when you follow Him, what happens next? Through me. Jesus Christ is is living in you and through you. There's got to be a change in your minds. Say mind. Mind. Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not conform to the ways of this world, but be transformed. In what? In the renewing of your mind. How many of you have heard garbage in and garbage out? What What are you watching during the day or during the week? What are you listening to? What are you reading? Garbage in and garbage out. Well, Richie, that, those, are, those, are, those are my favorite pastime. You know? If you are new in Christ Jesus, you have to live a life that is holy. That is your past. That is your former life. And God is telling you, that is not the way you live your life now. He wants you to change your mindset. Because if you don't change your mindset, okay, this is what happens. He would always tell, you know, your flesh, the enemy would always tell you, you're not, you're not good enough. You're not, you're not worthy. You got to keep doing good works. You got to pray more. When God already did that, and this is your new identity in the Lord. Amen? 
Something else happens when you ask the Lord to come into your life. He renews your mind, and he also gives you a different way of life. Okay? Let's read verse 17. Verse 17, it says, Since you call on a father who judges each man's work impartially, live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation, right? And there is no fear in, in, in the Lord. But the only fear that we should all have is the fear of the Lord, not, not, to, not to go against his will. I wonder sometimes if, if, we, if we feel that, um, um, you know, we're alive because we're actively participating in a lot of ministries, but really we're, we're, um, we're dead. You know, we have, um, is Maddie here? Maddie is right there. Hi, Maddie. Maddie is part of our life group. And um, he just celebrated his birthday about a couple weeks ago. And uh, during our life group, we were singing happy birthday to him. You know, and, and when we're singing happy birthday, you should be happy and alive, right? You know, you should be excited. You say happy birthday. But some of us, okay, were not so enthusiastic in singing happy birthday and and I don't want to put you on the spot Aaron where is Aaron is Aaron here okay sorry buddy Aaron was sitting next to Maddie okay and everybody was singing happy birthday to you happy birthday and Aaron wasn't singing at all Aaron was just like guess what do you know what Maddie said look alive look alive look alive If you are walking in the Spirit, if you are really in the Lord, the way you should live your life is alive in Jesus Christ. Because when you're walking in the Lord, then the world will see there's something different about this guy. The way you love has changed. Holiness is being set apart, being different, being, being unique, being being just unusual, not in a weird way, but in a godly way, okay? You love those people that are unlovable. You've heard that. But are you doing it? I need to mention this. When you're praying for your enemies, you know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, love your enemies, and you're praying for them. I want to ask you, okay, not because you just had an argument with that person or because you just didn't meet eye to eye or that person said something offending to you that you didn't like. That person is not your enemy. Okay? That person does, is not an automatic enemy. You, 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 you just had a miscommunication, a misunderstanding. Okay? The, Bible, the, the, the enemy that God is referring in the Bible are the ones who's persecuting you as you follow the Lord Jesus Christ. 
okay? When you're, when you're sharing your faith, when you're sharing what God has done in you, and somebody says, you shut up, because your God is not real, okay? That's your enemy right there. But not the person who just said something by accident. I'm trying to, trying to make a difference so we know who we need to pray for. If we don't learn how to love one another, okay, how will the world believe in us? How will the world know that the love that is in us is real? It's hard to convince somebody. Come on now. Are you still with me? When the Bible says, love one another as you love yourself, and love one another as I have loved you, this is a deep, real, sacrificial, unconditional kind of love. That when the world sees this kind of love, they go like, I don't believe in God, but it seems like your God is real because I see a change in you. I see something different in you. The other change that will be so evident is how you speak and how you talk. There's a scripture that says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Okay? And I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Just, just like, imagine this. You're working in the yard. Okay? Because you want your yard beautiful. Because you'll have friends and you're going to have a barbecue. And for some reason, something dropped on your toes. And what do you say? What the? Ouch, it's good. What's, what's in your heart? What's in your heart? That's why we encourage everybody to spend more time with the Lord. Because when we're spending more time with the Lord, He's changing us. He's shaping us he's renewing us we're becoming more and more like who jesus, jesus christ be jesus 24 7 can you say that with me be jesus 24 7 i bet some of you guys are thinking that's that's impossible that's 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 not doable that's impossible really then we just worship the god who is unstoppable, the God of the universe who created all things. He says, we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. So we can do this, guys, by the grace and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Somebody asked me, Richie, are you, are you still running? I, I said, like, no. Oh, uh, that's a shame, I know. And he said, uh, because you don't have a goal, and I said, I do have a goal, but my goal is to run the half marathon sometime, sometime in, in the fall. And it's too early to be practicing. 
But what is our goal every single day? If our goal is to be Jesus every single day, would there be a change in our lives? Amen? That should be our goal. We're not trying to be Jesus so we're f- going to feel good about ourselves. No. So people can pat you in the back, dude, you look like Jesus. Man, you're awesome. You're like shining, man. I can't even look at you. No, no, no. The reason that you want to be Jesus because there are lost souls that needs to know him. There are sick people needs to be healed. Broken marriages and lives. Kids who are so lost in the world. If you're not Jesus, if they don't see Jesus in you 24-7, they're going to be lost forever. There's a scripture that says, because Jesus was obedient to the Father, the Father gave him the highest name above all names, and every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Do you believe this? If you will say, I'm going to be Jesus 24-7, wherever you go, that's going to happen. Wherever you go, that's going to happen. The people around you is going to say, Jesus is real. Jesus is true. I don't, I don't believe in, bef- uh, in him before, but because I've met you, I believe in him. I have one more illustration. Do I have time, John? Can I ask the worship team to come up, please? If this was you, before you met Jesus Christ, there's some writing there, some notes that I thought I was going to read, but I never read them. Before you met Jesus Christ, you were just doing your own thing. You know, if you feel like going to that party, you go. If you feel like going to that event, you go. Whatever you feel like doing, you just do it because you're just being you, you know? When your friends, when your family, when the world looks at you, they see you, the old you. But something happened by the grace of God, okay? Because of His amazing love for you. He found you and you met Him. The God who is holy, who is righteous, only begotten son Jesus Christ covers you who do you see who do you see now who do you see church Jesus but I'm not saying that it's always going to be like that There'll be days where you feel like, God, I feel like doing this. Son, go this way. But I don't really want to go here. But go this way, son. And there's this tension and there's this struggle. And the more you resist the will and the way of God, 
okay? All of a sudden, you have this fear. All of a sudden, you feel insecure. All of a sudden, you go like, uh, am, I, am I still standing in a safe place? Is it, is, am I still okay still? But because of the Holy Spirit, because of His love, His grace, He brings you back. And we've learned to say yes and amen. Have your way. Have your way. Church, be Jesus every single day until He comes again. Amen? I want to give an opportunity for those of you who does not have a relationship with the Lord. And it's really, really simple. You know, the great illustration was that that criminal on the cross when he said, if, if you, the one, the one criminal says, if you are really God, why don't you save yourself and you can save us too? You know, and he said, and the other criminal said, like, we deserve to be here because we did a crime, but he has no sin. And he looks at Jesus and he says, would you remember me when you enter your kingdom? So this criminal believed that Jesus is a king and he has a kingdom and that is being born again means that is believing in Jesus Christ does anyone here this morning needs a personal relationship with the Lord anybody ha so you guys are all good Wow, that's amazing. At the cross, okay, I'm going to end with this, I'm sorry. At the cross, you know, before Jesus Christ said, it is finished, he said this very particular line. Forgive them, Lord, for they do not know what they're doing. Forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. Before we knew Christ, He was referring to us, folks. But now that we've heard about Jesus Christ, we know. And He's given us the Holy Spirit, so we know. Are you going to follow Him? church are you going to follow him if you are here this morning you want to recommit your your life to the lord and you you want to say lord jesus i want to follow you for the rest of my life i want to be holy in all my ways to give glory to your name jesus christ i want to invite you guys to come up can i ask you guys to please stand As the worship team is is singing this song, I, I want you to pray. Lord Jesus, I love you.
I want my words to be real. I don't want to make excuses anymore. I want to say yes and amen. Just like when you said to Peter, do you love me? And he said, yes, Lord. I want to follow you, Lord, for your purpose and your will in my life. And I want to surrender everything to you, that the world would see you in me, that they would believe in you as the only way, truth, and life. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 